millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, masks and check-ins scrapped. New freedoms as New South Wales introduces a COVID overhaul. Omicron cases surge, a plane load of people told to isolate as more infections are linked to the Newcastle nightclub cluster. Tasmania reopens its border, welcoming fully vaccinated travellers. Former NRL star Brett Finch charged over alleged ties to a child pornography ring. And how to unlock the value of your home. The federal government rolls out a reverse mortgage scheme. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Major changes to COVID rules are now in effect across New South Wales. Check-ins will only be required in high-risk settings like hospitals, gyms, pubs and clubs and for worship. Crowd limits have been scrapped, while employees will only be allowed to work from home if their boss agrees to it. Face masks are only needed on public transport, planes and in airports. And it's a delayed Freedom Day for the unvaccinated, now able to mingle with everyone at pubs, cafes, gyms and shops. The changes come as Omicron cases in New South Wales surge. More than 200 cases have now been linked to the Newcastle nightclub outbreak. That makes it the largest single transmission event since the Ruby Princess saga. It's been revealed the Argyle house cluster was sparked by a COVID-positive person from Sydney who ignored a health order to isolate for seven days. The spike in cases has triggered higher demand for booster shots. The state's health minister pushing for the third dose to be administered three months after the second, bringing us into line with the United Kingdom. The target should be looking at that very closely with regard to, in fact, bringing on the boosters at as early as three or four months. He's urging Atagi to consider changing the definition of fully vaccinated to include third doses. Dozens of passengers on board one of the first flights into Queensland from New South Wales will spend Christmas in isolation after a positive Omicron case was detected. Those on board Monday's Newcastle to Brisbane flight have been deemed close contacts and will need to isolate for 14 days in line with Queensland health orders. Townsville is also on high alert, the infectious person travelling to the regional hub. There'll be more emotional reunions this morning, with Tasmania the latest state to reopen to the rest of the country. Vaccinated travellers are being welcomed back, but they must comply with a strict set of rules. All travellers entering the Territory must have a TAS e-travel pass, while those from high-risk areas will need to be tested 72 hours beforehand. 
Victoria's new pandemic powers have cast doubt on whether mask rules will be relaxed. The state was due to follow New South Wales and scrap masks in most settings from 11.59 tonight, but the new pandemic powers come into effect at the same time. The legislation requires the state government to sign off on any new changes, meaning the mask rule could be caught up in red tape. Premier Daniel Andrews is due to clarify this issue today. More retirees will be able to unlock the value of their home under a revamped reverse mortgage scheme to be unveiled by the federal government. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra with the details. Good morning, Taylor. How will this work? Good morning, Jody. Well, the government hopes that an overhaul of the pension loan scheme will see more Australians able to access a better retirement. The uh, scheme, which allows those of pension age with fortnightly loans and lump sum payments using their homes as equity, it will be rebranded to increase awareness. It's not just open to Australians who have reached pension age, not just pension recipients. The government will also slash the interest rate from 4.5% to 3 3.95% to lower borrowing costs and give senior Australians access to loan payments for longer. The government looking to secure the retiree vote ahead of the next election with changes to the scheme set to be unveiled tomorrow in the mid-year budget update. Meanwhile, Treasurer Josh Frydenberg has indicated there will be no changes to mandatory super contributions. Super rose to 10% this year and is set to reach 12% by 2025. That's the despite Labor calling for an increase to up to 15%. Jody. Okay, Taylor Aiken, thank you. In breaking news this morning, police have charged a third person over the murder of Sydney man Warwick Hunter. The 49-year-old was found stabbed to death on a footpath in the city's west in November last year. Detectives arrested a 32-year-old man in Wellington Jail yesterday and charged him with a range of offences, including murder and robbery in company. Two 29-year-old men are already before the courts over the horrific attack. Retired NRL star Brett Finch has been arrested over his alleged involvement in a sickening child pornography ring. Finch is one of eight men charged with using a telephone chat service to talk about and share child abuse material. He's been released on bail and will face court early next year. The forensic search of bushland for William Tyrrell's remains will wind up within days. Police say they've nearly completed the operation near Kendall on the New South Wales mid-north coast. They've spent the past month gathering items and tonnes of soil, looking for clues as to the three-year-old's disappearance. Detectives remain committed to finding William and are preparing a briefing for the coroner. A Queensland policeman mowed down by the driver of a stolen Mercedes says he can't wait to return to work. Senior Constable Luke Zania has thanked other drivers who risked their lives to save his as he lay on a highway with a shattered body. Home and still hurting. Still a lot of pain in my back and down my left leg. A policeman, but a father first. My youngest is only 18 months and... I didn't see her for like three or four days. I have a nine-year-old stepson and he's handled it really well. Senior Constable Luke Zania was keeping our roads safe when a driver decided his freedom was worth more than a stranger's life. Luke was run down, knocked down on busy Orange Grove Road at Salisbury. The man who has dedicated his life to protecting others suddenly needed protection. Strangers stopped and stayed. I can't thank him enough whether it was calling triple zero 
or um, doing traffic control. While Luke lay on the bitumen with five broken ribs, bruising, bleeding, painkillers are helping, a psychologist is too. Just making sure that not only my body's right, but my head's right as well. Massive thank you from the bottom of my heart. And um, my family want to pass on their thanks. It's um, made me appreciate a lot of things a lot more. Um, my partner Jody, my kids, time with family, it's, yeah, it's made me thankful for little things in life. Like his job, which didn't want him when he first applied. I just really enjoy being a police officer. Even now, the men allegedly inside the stolen Mercedes will spend Christmas behind bars. Erin Edwards, 7 News. The number of Aussies aged under 45 being diagnosed with cancer of the tongue has skyrocketed. Young women have had the biggest increase, with cases soaring 385% over the past 30 years. But what many people may not know is that the human papillomavirus, the same virus that causes cervical cancer, is the most common cause of tonsil and tongue-based cancer. An early diagnosis can make all the difference, so the best thing to do is to look out for the symptoms. One of the few places in the world without COVID is now recruiting. Antarctica is looking to fill 200 jobs, roles including plumbers, electricians, chefs and engineering supervisors. The icy remote continent will test even the most practised in isolation. There's always people around. Um, you're always working with someone and we have internet so we can talk to home. There are strict rules in place to keep COVID out before you can make the journey south. Hollywood stars George Clooney and Julia Roberts have been spotted on Queensland's Moreton Island. It was a perfect backdrop for the pair to film scenes for their upcoming romantic comedy Ticket to Paradise, which is actually set in Bali. Some beachgoers managed to catch a glimpse of the famous duo. Finding a Christmas present for that special someone can be made much easier by purchasing a gift card, but buyer beware. We're being warned hidden fees and expiry dates are just some of the traps to look out for. The small Christmas gift bringing a lot of Christmas cheer. Gift cards, fast becoming the popular present under the tree. You can buy something as simple as a supermarket shopping voucher, as extravagant as a trip to the day spa. Last Christmas, one in three Australians purchased a gift card, spending on average $367 per person, a trend set to continue. That's a great idea, particularly for my mother. She gives all the kids gift cards. Because I'm too lazy to work out what presents to get people. They're just a good present, like when you don't really know what to get someone because it gives them the option to buy it for themselves. Just which gift cards are naughty and which are nice? Bunnings gift cards come with a number of perks, while gift cards from JB Hi-Fi and Target also offer great incentives for shoppers. But consumers should check their list twice with purchases from retailers such as giftcardstore.com.au, Australia Post and Westfield, where fees can soar during the festive season. New legislation was created in 2019, giving all gift cards a minimum expiry date of three years. But despite the tough new rules, experts warn that consumers should still use caution when at the checkout. That three years can go past sooner than you think. Make sure you don't just have it sitting in your wallet and get it to run out. Check the terms and conditions to see what kind of fees you might be up for. Popular with shoppers big and small. I want a gift card for Christmas. Liam Tapper, 7 News. 
Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading 201 points lower. The Nasdaq also down. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX lost. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed 208 points down. Hong Kong's Hang Seng was also lower. The All Lords edged just higher and the ASX 200 down slightly. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,773 US dollars an ounce. Oil is just below 70 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 71.05 US cents, 80.75 Japanese yen and $1.05 New Zealand. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is bracing for a backbench rebellion over new COVID restrictions in England. He'll need to rely on opposition support to pass the new measures, with four votes in the House of Commons this morning. The new restrictions will include wider mandatory mask wearing and a requirement to show proof of vaccination or a negative test result at large venues. Mainland China has recorded its first cases of the Omicron variant. An overseas traveller who arrived in the port city of Tianjin tested positive while in quarantine. A second man tested positive more than two weeks after arriving in Shanghai. Chinese authorities are taking extra measures to keep infections away from the capital Beijing as the city gears up for next year's Winter Olympics. There's some promising news in the fight against COVID, with Pfizer announcing its new pill is 90% effective in cutting the risk of hospitalisation or death. Let's go live to reporter Miley Hogan in the US. Good morning, Miley. With Omicron spreading like wildfire, this new treatment can't come soon enough. Jody, good morning. Well, the company believes that this pill will also work against the Omicron variant. Pfizer has released its final analysis of its antiviral pill and it claims that if taken within the first three days of symptoms, it reduces the risk of hospitalisation and death by 89% and if taken within the first five days, the risk is reduced to 88%. Now, this study, this report has been handed to the FDA, America's Food and Drug Administration, to go through the process of approval. If approved, Pfizer hopes that this pill will be made available to Americans within the next few weeks and that it will be a simple, easy pill to take at home and reduce the risk of serious illness. So another great tool in our toolbox, right? But the first thing I want to say is the best way to to protect yourself against uh, COVID is to not get it in the first place, and that is to get vaccinated and boosted. If you do think you have symptoms of COVID, though, this Pfizer pill, should it move through the FDA swiftly, um, will be another great tool, but we need to diagnose people early. Again, that repeated message from health authorities, the best defence is prevention, and that is to get the vaccine. Also, a milestone date here in America. Exactly one year ago, the very first vaccine was given in the United States to a nurse in Queens. Jodie? Okay, Miley Hogan in the US. Thank you. At least 59 people have been killed after a gas tanker exploded in Haiti. More than 100 people were injured in the blast and around 20 homes nearby were burnt to the ground. Haiti's Prime Minister has declared three days of mourning. The country is still trying to recover from a devastating earthquake in August which killed more than 2,000 people. Residents from tornado-ravaged communities in Kentucky are leading disaster relief efforts as the clean-up continues. Locals are offering food and daily necessities to those who've lost everything. The National Guard has been brought in to assist with recovery efforts. At least 80 people have been confirmed dead in Kentucky, with dozens more still missing. 
A mystery private buyer has purchased a cricket bat used by Sir Donald Bradman for nearly a quarter of a million dollars in an online auction that attracted international attention. The William Sykes and Son bat was used by Bradman against England at Headingley in 1934 when he scored a triple century. It's believed the new owner plans to keep the bat on public display at the Bradman Museum in Barrel for cricket fans to enjoy. In sport, David Warner remains in doubt for tomorrow's second test as he battles a rib injury. The Aussies held a training session under lights at Adelaide Oval last night. Warner wore a chest guard as he hit the nets and appeared to struggle with a couple of pull shots. English all-rounder Ben Stokes has dismissed injury concerns, dismissing Ollie Pope a number of times and bouncing skipper Joe Root on the head. The second test begins tomorrow, live on 7. Exactly a month after helping Australia win the T20 World Cup, Mitch Marsh's impressive run of form has continued, belting his first Big Bash century to lift the Scorchers to a massive total of 182. In response, no one was safe as the Hurricanes bludgeoned a couple of monster sixes. But the wicket of Ben McDermott slowed momentum. The Canes rolled for 129. AJ Ty collecting his 100th BBL wicket in the Scorchers' crushing 53 run win. Former Australian superboss Ian Silk looms as the potential successor to Hawthorne President Jeff Kennett after being one of two candidates elected to the Hawks board during the club's annual general meeting last night. Silk and existing director Katie Hudson are major candidates to replace Jeff Kennett as president next season. Steph Curry is just two three-pointers off becoming the NBA's all-time leader. The Warriors star hit five in yesterday's two-point win over the Pacers. He'll have a chance to pass Ray Allen's record today when Golden State take on the Knicks. It was raining cuddly toys at half-time in Real Betis's final home game of the year. It's an annual tradition where fans throw toys from the stands onto the pitch below. The toys are then collected and distributed to disadvantaged children in Spain to make sure no child goes without a present at Christmas. It's estimated 19,000 toys were thrown during Monday's match. The game resumed with no delay at Real Betis, Real Betis downing Real Sociedad 4-0. We all scream for ice cream, but a Sydney father nearly blew his top when he discovered that his young son spent $1,200 on the good stuff from Gelato Messina. The five-year-old ordered the massive haul, which included seven cakes and five bottles of Jersey milk on Uber Eats and sent it to his dad's work. He'd been given the phone to play Tetris. Oh, dear. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, high-level cloud cover is lying over New South Wales, eastern Victoria and eastern Tasmania. Mid-level cloud with embedded thunderstorms is sitting over WA and western South Australia. The rest of the continent is mostly cloud-free. Around the capitals today, Brisbane is heading for a sunny day with a top of 31 degrees. Sunny with a late shower or two for Sydney, a top of 28. 30 degrees in the nation's capital with a possible storm. 18 and a possible shower in Melbourne, a shower or two, 21 in Hobart. Mostly sunny heading for 28 in Adelaide. Perth is heading for a sunny day with a top of 29. And Darwin will be partly cloudy and 35 degrees. And that's 7 Early News for this Wednesday, the 15th of December.